0: Turn us on, and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Happy Friday, everyone. Uh, It's uh, Friday, which means uh, anything goes tonight. Uh, We're going to be talking about... Uh, well different studies that have come up uh, why is breaking up over text so common we'll also talk about whether young adults are having more or less sex these days and are open marriages happier all that and more after 10 15 but first time to check out our inbox your texts are always welcome connect with passion at 514 800 you can always email me as well to lori at drlaurie.com. Yesterday, we had an email from a gentleman who wanted to know what songs our listeners uh, like to make love to. So we got a bunch of entries. And uh, as of ten fifteen, every time we come back from a break, we'll be playing some of your favorite uh, love songs or make love songs. Let's just call it that. Uh, let's see. We got an email from our ladies in, uh, in Australia. Good morning, Lori. Yesterday's Bo- baby boomer show was fantastic. You had eight women laughing and having a great time with lunch with Lori. We can't tell you, we can tell you we are all having fun and enjoying this show that you were all having fun and enjoying the show. So were we thank you. And we look forward to lunch with Lori today. <laughs> Mindy and the lunch with Lori gang like a whole little uh, cute little fan club all the way across the world thank you so much it's so nice to uh to hear and get feedback as well uh dr lori that was the best baby boomer show of all my daughter and i both know mark is the passion poet and wondered why you did not say so the, uh, so let me just respond here uh, mark who was on last night yes is the passion poet, but he just, just did not want to uh, go on as that he wanted me to keep his anonymity during uh, during the show but was okay with me outing him uh following the show he was you know part of it was <laughs> the notoriety i guess that he has gotten and to the point where someone on a dating app was uh pretending to be him and or uh, like on who went on a date we got this response from a a woman who wrote us saying that the guy that you went on a date with said he was the passion poet and he was not and so that i think that kind of freaked mark out a little bit so um (laughs) which i don't blame him but hey i'll go on with the email the poem was great he always manages to capture the essence of a show the three of you together are awesome and play off each other in a fun way we wonder what you guys are doing during breaks For one magical hour, everything seemed to be okay, and it was a great way to end a beautiful day. Thank you, Mallory, Mark, and, of course, you, Dr. Laurie, for such a fun, entertaining, and educational show. Thank you for for writing that. Um, You know, sometimes before COVID hit, all of our panels – were on Facebook live. So you are actually able to see what goes on behind the scenes in a studio. So this time around, now that we have to do everything by phone, our panels are smaller. Um, Actually, I started this week having my panels on Zoom so I could see them rather than just hear them uh, on, uh, on the telephone or through their telephones and through the radio. So, And it made it so much more fun. Um, and it's true, between segments, we chat, we talk, we laugh, we make jokes. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So that's what goes on. All right, 514-800 if you have a question. And by the way, even if I don't, you don't, I don't answer it here in the first segment, it's okay. You can send it to me at any point during this show and I will answer uh, your questions between all the studies and stories that I'm going to, uh, to share with you. In childhood, I used pain balm on my penis. The balm was not for soft skin, eyes, etc. So I guess some kind of cream. So my penis got burns and lost skin. And internal loss must have happened. So now my penis is tiny, but it becomes normal when erect. But it erects for only a little bit of time, and that too when I'm alone masturbating. I've never been with women, but I'm not sure if, I will, if it will work or... Not okay. Let me see what's going on here. So it sounds like you picked up whatever cream was available that certainly was not intended for lubrication uh, purposes. So fair warning for people: like, don't use things that are meant as creams uh, for 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 anything other than um soft skin like a lotion or an oil or something like that but I have to tell you I highly doubt that this has caused any internal damage and I know this because you say that when your penis is erect it's normal size it had that hasn't changed so I don't think there's anything wrong with your penis size if it's normal you call it normal Um, with an erection, you know, normal is all relative, but let's just say you haven't noticed any difference. Now, the only thing I would worry about is scar tissue from the burns. If it had burned your penis, I would see your doctor to make sure that you didn't have any scar tissue that has been formed that could um, heal in such a way that It might make the skin uh, more taut, like just um, tighter. And that may make your erections maybe a little bit more uh, difficult. So there's that, that piece. As for maintaining erections when you start having sex, listen... If you haven't had sex yet, you're going to be nervous and you're going to have some anxiety, and that's perfectly normal uh, to lose your erection because of anxiety and nervousness. Um, I hope that you will have a partner who is understanding and who will be patient with you, and I, I think it's okay to stay, to, talk about one's nerves and nervousness so they don't think it's them, but that it's something that you're dealing with. And I'm pretty sure once you get comfortable with your partner, maintaining your erection should not be a problem. Um, I have a question. What is it about a woman that can manipulate a random guy? Example, fixing a webcam, rush, rush, for a woman that the guy never gave a priority too uh i'm not sure you're talking about what how is it that you felt manipulated by a woman used by a woman this is often the two you know when, when guys are accused of being too nice where they don't have boundaries well people who are, are um are huge givers like that and and who don't know how to say no will often attract takers, people who will take from them, people who will take advantage of that niceness, people who will take advantage of the fact that they uh, don't say no uh, and, uh, you know, bat their eyes and, and get you to do what they want. Play the damsel in distress and you come running. It's because you end up, people know this about you, and you got to examine your own behavior. Look at yourself in the mirror, and why is it that... Um, this happens to. I'm not sure if it happens to you a lot, but maybe it does, and so you might want to. Uh, you might want to take a look at that. Mm. Uh, so, if you have any questions, feel free to send them along to 514-800. five one four eight hundred. Yesterday, a, a, a person emailed me asking you guys what music you like to make love to. You can certainly answer that now, but we did get. A whole bunch of uh, responses like Love to Love You Baby by Donna Summer. um, Something by the Bloodhound Gang. I don't know that song. Um, Oh, Do It Like They Do It on the Discovery Channel. Careless Whisper by George Michael. um, Magic Man by Heart. uh, Suddenly by Billy Ocean. So I don't know which ones Jimmy will play, but we will definitely have some uh, songs to Um, make love to or or that you have chosen as your uh, your faves will be uh, coming up after uh, and then we'll we'll look at some of the studies and some of the new research uh, that has come out It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. So what do you think about this song for uh, making love music? Not everybody listens to music when they're having sex, but uh, those who do, (laughs) this is a winner. I definitely think this is a winner. We'll have a few more for you. Uh, throughout the evening some of my my favorites have uh, in recent past have been uh, Steven voices music and uh, you can hear his music at the end of our show we usually end with one of his uh, his songs but you can check him out on on Spotify and uh, you can find him on Facebook it's voice spelled v-o-y-c-e he has a, a super sexy voice and some really great music and he's a local guy. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's see what some people have to say here. Uh, others. Rush by Paula Abdul is a beautiful song to make love to. That's from Greg. Um, my go-to song for lovemaking is voice to men. I'll make love to you. So the, another one. Another texture says, all those songs are great. For me, though, I'd like to just hang out conversationally with my girlfriend. No background accompaniment. When we're intimate, just how it goes. Another one, Closer from Nine Inch Nails, Samba T from Santana. And a text for our young man who damaged his penis because he used a... a pain balm or something, a real irritating thing on his penis as a lubricant, which you shouldn't do. Uh, I think that guy should be okay. I hope he eats well with lots of vitamins and minerals so the skin around his penis gets as healthy as possible. Actually, adding vitamin E uh, oil would be a good idea for that. It just made me think of that. And yeah, find a girl who he really gets along with and just go from there and have fun. No pressure. Uh, careless whispers, slow dances in high school. Dr. Lori, I am dating myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I asked my wife about that. We never played any music in the background. Maybe some Pink Floyd from, uh, just drew. All right, are young adults having more sex or less sex? A new study actually looks at the trend in uh, sexual activity. This was conducted from the University of Chicago, published just last month and it examined the trends in frequency of sexual activity and number of sexual partners among adults aged 18 to 44 from 2000 to 2018. This is an American uh, study. So we had uh, 4,000 men and 5,000 women were uh, asked all kinds of questions, how often they had sex in the past year, how many sex partners they had in the past year, etc. And this is the uh, conclusion. This is a big, big study, peer-reviewed, like it's very valid, okay? Uh, So most men and women reported having sex once a week or more. So that seems to be the average. Most men and women reported having had only one sex partner in the last year. 9.5% of men and 10.3% of women reported having no sex partner in 2000 to 2002. Uh, Those numbers jumped to 16.4% of men and 12% of women reporting no sex partner from 2016 to 2018. So they're actually having less sex a few years later or a decade later. Um, More men, uh, 14.5% than women, 7.1%, reported having three or more partners in the last year. Uh, So again, we have this idea that young people have many, many, many sexual partners, but clearly this is not the case. Uh, There was an increase of women reporting three or more sexual partners in a year, mostly in the 24 to 35 age group, Um, and, uh, let's see, uh, black men versus white men and men and women identifying as gay, lesbian, or bisexual versus the heterosexuals were more likely to report three or more sexual partners in the last year, uh, weekly or more sexual frequency was reported by 60.4% of men in 2000 and 46.7% of men in 2018. So we're seeing. Frequency of sex is diminishing, and um, there's a steady decrease from 2000 to uh, 2018. Weekly or more sexual frequency was reported by 66% of women in 2000 and 54% of women in 2018. So, again, um, a reduction, not as drastic, I think, than the men. In general, reported sexual activity decreased over the years among men, 18 to 34, and among women, 25 to 34. Uh, About one in three men between 18 and 24 reported no sexual activity in the past year, and this sexual inactivity was greater among unmarried men, among men with lower income, and among students. So... The authors wanted to, they had—they hypothesized about this, of course, to see why. Why is it that young men and women are showing a decrease in sexual activity? And this is what they came up with. Stress, busyness, and having to juggle work against everyday life. Uh, an abundance of online entertainment that could have priority over sexual activity. An increased rate of depression and anxiety among young individuals. Um, So the depression or the antidepressant medications are known to decrease sexual desire right there. Uh, Some people may be more at ease with social media interactions compared to real world interactions. An emphasis on hooking up versus deeper uh, relationships could be less pleasurable for women. The studies do support that, by the way. And a large number of college-educated young women could be looking for men of higher economic status, making men with lower incomes less attractive and thus less uh, sexually active. There you go. Uh, Let's see. No guy should ever lose his self-focus so much from loneliness or self-esteem or what have you that he gets badly manipulated by a girl who's not behaving particularly... Nicely. Well, um, talk to the guys who seem to be, uh, uh, who are often described as too nice by women and, and also rejected for the same, um, for the same reason. And that's usually people who have trouble with boundaries actually. All right. Let's talk about why breaking up over text is so common. We all know that breaking up over text is a big no, no. Well, it's infuriating for people that get broken up like this. It provides no closure. I think we can all agree it is taking the coward's way out and maybe make it difficult to move on. It just seems like common sense that sending a breakup text is a big no-no. Uh, this was an article uh, written by Laken Howard and Carolyn uh, Stieber about why breaking up over text is uh, so common. There was also a, uh, the, some data from uh, text marketing software company, Simple Texting, Uh, that revealed just how common it is. In their survey in 2018 of 500 millennials, 57% admitted to breaking up with someone over text messages and 69% said they've been on the receiving end of a breakup text before. I'm curious for you guys, have you ever broken up with someone over text messaging? First of all, Sure, breaking up with someone can cause a lot of anxiety. You might worry that the other person will cry, will try to talk you out of it, will become angry, uh, whatever it is. So sending a breakup text is a way to avoid all that. So I get why people um, do it. Also, technology has certainly changed the way we date and uh, communicate. So why are so many millennials getting dumped via, uh, text, especially because it feels so impersonal. It leaves you unable to have a real conversation about what went wrong in the relationship. Um, like, yeah, I don't know anybody who thinks this is a great idea yet. We do it anyway. That's the reality. And I think it has a lot to do with the way social media and online dating have fostered a lack of of connectedness. And I think that way. A lot of my colleagues think that way. It wasn't like that years ago. We used to date within a social community within a a, a community circles, right? So you didn't really want to be known as that guy or that girl, right? To, um, you, it it would create a, a kind of a reputation, which you didn't necessarily want, but now, but we don't do this anymore. Right now, um, we take the easy way out. We have the easy way out. We have it. We have the, this texting is the easy way out and it's at our fingertips. It's a lot less confrontational than telling someone face to face that things aren't, uh, aren't working out. Um, hey, who likes this? Nobody. But I want to talk about what a text message breakup reveals about the person who sent it. Let's talk about that. What a text message breakup reveals about the person who pressed send and how it can actually negatively impact the person who's doing that breaking up over time. What does that mean? And is there circumstances where it is ever okay to break up with someone over text? I'll give you a couple scenarios where I would say, I'll give you a pass on that. That's, pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak you're listening to passion CJD 800 another favorite song to make love to from our listeners love this this is music from my era <laughs> all right we've been talking about breaking up via text I think we can all agree it's gross it's yucky nobody uh wants to be broken up with via text some people do it anyway even though they'll say um you know it's not a really a nice thing to do but is there is it ever okay to break up with someone over text are there circumstances where it is okay our uh, listeners weigh in here um, really surprised no one suggested Barry White. Yes, we did have people suggest uh, Barry White we just can't get to everybody uh, unfortunately and to all the songs so we can't you know can't do a whole hour of just music so we just have a couple that we we picked. I let Jimmy do the picking. Uh, let's see. are you allowed to break up with a friend or family member in a text? If so, any suggestions on what to say? Well, I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. A friend it implies that you've had a long-standing relationship with them. A family member even more so. I think it's very disrespectful I think having a face-to-face conversation and facing the issues is far more far less cowardly and uh and I think that you're they des- they deserve it unless uh You know, again, there may be certain circumstances if there's danger, if it's like super toxic or other things. So we can certainly uh, talk about that. Uh, Discovery of abusive or criminal behavior though, making one member of the couple fear for his or her safety. That might be a good reason to break up or maybe even ghost break up. Absolutely. That is the number one reason why you would want to break up with with a text because you don't want to have... Uh, any confrontation with this person that might put you um, at risk. Uh, Obviously, COVID-19 is a good excuse to break up over text. That's true. You're right there. But how about a phone call even? You know, why don't people use the phone anymore? Uh, Would only be okay if you know receiving person will get abusive or violent. Okay, That's, uh, that's quite true um hi doctor i fell in love with a guy we broke up probably because he was on the rebound he was to be married to a girl that he went out with for five years before me she had a kid from a previous relationship when they broke up within a year she married someone else during my relationship with him he had me painting portraits of his family members he's now asked me to continue painting more portraits for him One of them is a portrait of his ex-girlfriend's child. Personally, I think he wants an excuse to have contact with her. Since he broke my heart, should I paint it? Plus, he's asked for a portrait of me. Should I paint it, which he's paying me for? Wow, well, that's, uh, that's your decision to make. I mean, charge him what you would a stranger, first of all, if you're doing a commissioned work. Uh, and how are you going to feel painting it are you going to cry the whole time you're painting this thing because you're painting it for him Um, you might want to get over the relationship first or or heal from this before you get into doing stuff for him and why the heck would he want a painting of you he wants you to paint a self-portrait and hand it over to him what for is he making a collection of of to all the women I've loved before, like I'm not, I'm not quite clear on that one. So I've only broken up with someone via text if I dated them two times or less. Okay. There's another reason why we would, uh, break up with someone over text. That's a very good reason. You don't owe somebody much when you've only had two dates with them. And I think, a breakup from text is better than ghosting. So sending a text saying, look, it's just not going to work out after you've only had two dates with them is far more respectful than just disappearing and ghosting them, which is the easier thing to do, right? It's also the most cowardly thing to do. So absolutely, I think if, if you've had two dates or less, Um, three dates or less that you can do it by text message. So there's another reason. So everybody's come up with all the right reasons why a text, uh, a breakup text would be okay. Uh, Just Drew writes, yes, because everything you put in words in a text will be analyzed over and over and over again and thrown back in your face over and over again. So uh, to cope with, if somebody sends you a breakup text, my recommendation to you is delete it because you will be what are you gonna do looking at it over and over and over again and then what like it's only gonna make you feel worse and worse and worse so this way you uh, you delete it and you um, move on a little faster i think that breaking up over text if it's truly breaking up of a real life relationship lasting more than say several dates or a month's time is really kind of slinky and silly Uh, and yes and sounds very immature right to um to do that uh, let's see, people who break up via text is just outright wrong, but there is a bright side who wants to be with someone with that kind of personality. You're right on. And that brings me to my next point that was in this particular art- article, how sending a breakup text negatively impacts the sender. If you are the, a person who does this and it's a habit of yours, then you never get to see the impact of your actions. You never get to witness your partner's sadness or anger or anything of that nature. And it makes you more dismissive for the future. So you're actually never going to learn an important lesson in, um, in life, right? It's an important part of uh, relationships, giving a chance to for to a partner to ask questions, to get some closure, etc. So you, as this, the person who gets into this habit, is never going to learn this really important um, relationship uh, skill for sure. Uh, passion poet weighs in the weekend is here going to be hot in the sun get in a pool or a lake and have some summer fun keep ice in your glass get out the tanning lotion feel free to go topless if you get the notion summer is too short beach days are few dance to the music you may meet someone new yes at the same time as you are practicing the social guidelines please uh, as we've talked about there is a, a an increase in COVID cases in younger people because they are not following the guidelines. They are taking more risks, et cetera, which uh, may not be the best idea. Uh, yeah, Barry White. Oh, yeah, what a great voice. Never gonna give you up. Yeah, Barry White has the voice, right? For for like sexy. That's that is the voice. Dr. Lori, do you think a text is okay for two dates or less, even if you've had sex? I would say yes. It's certainly better than ghosting. I know a lot of people in that situation, even though they've had sex, who have been ghosted and there's nothing, I can't imagine a like a feeling like that, where you've been intimate with someone and they disappear on you. Talk about like, questioning what went wrong was it the sex was i not good enough was it me were they not attracted to me what happened you don't want to do that but if it's only been a couple of dates it's better than ghosting them so i would say yes definitely better than ghosting coming up are open marriages happier new new research research shows the benefits of consensual non-monogamy but is it for you i've heard people With Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. How could you not love this song? Another song to make love to, right? Barry White. There you have your Barry White. Yay. Everybody likes Barry White. It's just that, that, that voice. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. We're ta- we've been talking about breaking up by text. Somebody asked, how about FaceTime or Skype type thing to break up? Well, that's one notch up from um, from texting and one notch down from meeting in real life. So at least if you are having a conversation, so FaceTime or Skype, it's implied you're having a conversation. The other person gets to ask questions. You get to see the other person's reactions. You get to have a, a, a talk. You get to communicate about this. So I'd say that would be okay and certainly during these times for sure Um, in person or over the phone I don't want to hear a person hanging up and or screaming and that's the reason people do it right they don't want to deal with the consequences of the breakup or uh, the other person's reactions but you can learn some valuable lessons about how to handle situations like that as well it doesn't make it right just to be uh Uh, avoidant of uh of that i just drew oh you nailed it that's the song that's the ultimate make love song (laughs) good job yes barry white um okay we have a public service announcement from uh brendan who found a lost cat in uh code st luke uh if uh it's a brown cat with black stripes and white stomach uh, found a few hours ago so um you just have to i guess text us here and uh, or find me and i'll i'll send the uh message over to brendan okay and back to the woman whose ex-boyfriend wants por- a portrait of her he said he wanted the portrait of me separately on a palette since i was the artist to make his dream come true, to have a wall filled of his family members. I feel mixed feelings about giving the person who never worked to keep our relationship my original self-portrait. Well, if you feel, if you have mixed feelings about it, say no, you're perfectly entitled to say no. Uh, End of story, right? All right, are open marriages happier? This is uh, an article by Dr. David Ludden who looked at new research that was showing the benefits of consensual non-monogamy. This is um, research done by uh, Canadians uh, looking at uh, arrangements such as consensual non-monogamy, CNM. You know, we're talking about Swinging, in which you either swap partners on occasion or you go to swingers clubs. An open marriage, which is uh, where each is free to seek out other sex partners on his own, Um, but there's usually conditions and, and things like that. Or polyamory, in which each person in the primary relationship also has long-term sexual and emotional relationships with other partners. So I have a wife, but I also have a girlfriend. I have a husband and I also have a boyfriend, for example. Research suggests that around 20% of married couples have experimented with consensual non-monogamy, although the percentage of those currently engaged in the practice is lower. I think there was a, I don't remember if it was somewhere around the 10%, maybe a little bit less than that, who are actually in those types of relationships right now so a lot of research has been done on this there's a lot of talk in whether it's in the therapy community or the public where we think oh these are very damaging to relationships or, or uh, they seem to be on the um on the surface but are they in fact So studies of couples who are actually engaged in these types of relationships find that these people report being just as happy in their marriages as strictly monogamous couples are, and they actually find they are more sexually satisfied. Research also shows that consensually non-monogamous couples have better communication skills, higher levels of trust, and lower levels of jealousy than do those in traditional marriages but can opening up your marriage make it happier there hasn't really been many answers uh, to this of course because there hasn't been long longitudinal studies to look at people over the long term except now so uh, this this study recruited 233 individuals who were thinking about shifting their relationship to a non-monogamous, Status. So they were interviewed, responded to all kinds of um, um, you know questions, etc., and then they were seen over. Uh, time. So they, you know, time one, then uh, they were again interviewed two months later, responded to the same survey. So they had before and after data on individuals considering consensual uh, non-monogamy. And then they were able to split that further into those that had decided not to go ahead with it versus those that had gone ahead with it. So, um, so, uh, they, uh, what they found those who'd made the move to consensual non-monogamy reported higher levels of sexual satisfaction than those who remained monogamous. So shifting to a non-monogamous uh, style had its intended effect. It improved the sex life, sex lives of those who engaged in it. And it also seemed not to have any of the damaging effects that so many people, uh, worry about. However, caveat to all of this is that first of all, all those that were engaged in consensual non-monogamous relationships had only started doing so within the last two months. So they could have been on the high of the novelty of it all. We don't know over longer term, you know, maybe a year or two years post that if that novelty wears off. The other problem was they only surveyed one partner in each relationship. So, um, that probably was the partner who initiated the move to consensual non-monogamy. So they got what they wanted. So they're clearly happier now, right? So now, obviously these are some of the weaknesses of the study. And if we want to better... Uh, data on this we need to interview both people and and find out so we definitely need more uh, research on that but so far the research shows that at least for some couples opening up their marriage is a positive change I can tell you right now that it's not positive if Uh, somebody feels coerced into it if a partner feels pressured into this kind of thing it probably won't go down so well but if both of you make the choice and you feel that you are doing this freely and enthusiastically together then the likelihood is that it probably could do well um, for you there you have it. I, I think that's about it for uh, tonight and, and for this week. And uh, really happy to have spent this uh, this time with you. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. I hope uh, that you're all going to enjoy it. Thank you for spending your time with me. And thank you for sending in your um, make love music uh, that we uh, managed to play some of it tonight. So I really appreciate it. Um, thank you uh, to Jimmy Garofales, our technical producer. Our passion researcher, Linda DeLisi, thank you for all the great work that you do every week. You connect. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Batito or through my website, drlori.com. On the website, you can also just find me, like connect with me. You can send me, um, you can contact me through there. Uh, but you'll also find all the podcasts of all the past shows that are on there. If you just click on the Passion Radio tab on my website, they're all there course, you can also access the podcast through SoundCloud, through iHeartRadio, and all of that as well. Coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a fabulous weekend, and remember to live your life with passion.